Hey guys, we are so excited to tell you about some game-changing coffee. Strava Craft Coffee can't make any claims, but this CBD-enriched coffee has really changed lives and their reviews are incredible. This CBD-infused coffee has taken away long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS, decreased anxiety, you name it. CBD is all natural and non-psychoactive. The coffee is rich and tasty, and we couldn't recommend it more to our listeners. Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use promo code BSN2018 at checkout and get it straight to your door. Now enjoy the show, guys. This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast, powered by the BSN Denver Podcast Network. For the Colorado Avalanche, that's Matt Duchesne. Right now, news is breaking that he has been involved in a trade that has been completed, and it looks like they have pulled him off the ice here after just playing a couple of minutes to start this hockey game. The best Avalanche coverage in Denver. Fans at the puck again in the New York zone. Shot, score! Taking you beyond the ice and inside the locker room. It's Gerard didn't have a stick. The handoff in the slot broken up with a skate by Gerard. He broke up that play. Then he stopped it there. Oh, wow. What a play by Gerard. <laughs> and now, here are your hosts, A.J. Hafley and Adrian Dater. Ooh, I'm a rebel just for kicks. Hello and welcome in to the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Strava Craft Coffee. I am your host, Jesse Montano, here by myself tonight during the first intermission of the Avs-Kings game. The Avs are leading 2-1 to one after the first 20 minutes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Getting a little bit of a late start here on the intermission. First segment will probably be a little bit quicker. Let's just kind of quickly run through... How the first period went, not um, not a whole lot to, to start the period. The first, uh, you know, five to ten minutes kind of looked like the teams are feeling feeling each other out. This is a team that historically has, has given the Avs problems. This Avs group, I should say, purely just because it's it's <clears throat> kind of like the Winnipeg, Winnipeg excuse me, situation where you got one team, uh, the Avalanche, that are built kind of small, speed, skill, on the other side, you got you know much bigger, heavier players that, that play that heavy style. Well, the Jets get away with it because they are you know they, they do still have that skill and they do still have the speed, so they get away with kind of playing that that bigger, grinded out style. The Kings, it's funny, it's it's kind of been a, a slow decline for the last few years, and, and you've heard a lot of people talk about. <laughs> the the decline and 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 how they are slowing down <clears throat> excuse me and you know they mentioned it even on the broadcast i believe uh, Mosier did say you know he made mention to the fact that hey look when you're good you you pay your players you give them term you give them money so when the kings won their couple cups you know i believe it was 2012 2014 <clears throat> a lot of players that they had to pay a lot of players they put on long term contracts because they won those cups, well, now all those players are on the wrong side of 30, some on the wrong side of 35. They've all lost that step a little bit, and they're still good players, but 
th- this is a team, make no mistake, this is a team that the Avs should beat tonight. The Avs should <clears throat> run away with this one. It's It should be a situation where, yes, Andrzej Kobitar is very good. And yes, Drew Doughty is very good. And, and Ilya Kovalchuk is still a good player. You know, Dustin Brown has, has given the Avs problems in the past. But <clears throat> with the way that this line is, the, the top line for the Avs is playing right now and, and some of the secondary scoring, they've gotten in the last couple of games... Really, it shouldn't be a problem for the Avs tonight. And that secondary scoring reared its head as Vladislav Kamenev on the power play on a really nice play. Kerfoot down to Soderberg and, and kind of on a no-look feed across the crease. You know, we've talked a lot about, I, I've talked a lot about, I've been an, a, an, a vocal advocate for, for more Kamenev, especially on the power play. Big, I mean, he, he. I had a buddy text me right after the goal talking about it, and I told him, look, th- this kid's built for the power play. He's big. He can play physical. He can shoot. He's got hands. <clears throat> the goal that, that Kamenev scored on that on that on the second power play unit for the Avs is, is exactly the kind of stuff that he should be feeding on constantly. And uh, I I love it. It's great. I I think Vladislav Kamenev has been really good man, the last ten. 10 to a dozen games, and uh, and he's being rewarded. His second goal uh, of the season tonight, and uh, I, I'm, I'm really excited about, about this kid going forward. <clears throat> and then LA Kings come back, and we give, we give Varley crap for how much he covers the puck and on, on, you know, pucks that are dumped in, on one, one soft four-checker coming, and, and he'll hold it and a face-off and... The D zone, which we always talk about as an issue because the Avs really aren't very good at, at, at face-offs, at least right now. You know, they've, they've been one of the, the bottom bottom feeder teams when it comes to that particular statistic. So the more often that, that you're welcoming that into your zone, you're running a higher risk, obviously. Well, I always make the joke, wow, Varley must have gotten burned at some point in his career, and that's why he's so tentative with the puck. Sure enough, puck comes in tonight, uh, kind of bouncing along the ice. Varley goes to field it, if you will, bounced out of his glove, sits there, and Kyle Clifford on the forecheck punches one home. What appears to be Varlamov's biggest fear uh, comes true. And and it, it evened up the game just for a few minutes, not even a minute, actually, 50 seconds Nathan McKinnon right off the faceoff on the power play, eight seconds in from, I mean, do I even need to tell you guys who it's from? It's from Rantanen and Landy to put the abs back on top. Now, this is important because the abs are two for two tonight on the power play. They were two for two the other night in Anaheim. This is a different team when that power play is, I shouldn't say different team. This is a much more dangerous team when that power play is going. We have seen this abs team go through you know, rises and falls, if you will, on the power play over the last couple seasons in the sense that they'll go totally, totally dry. Or they're scoring like crazy. So you want to see them keep this up, especially against the Ducks and the Kings. These are teams that you should be beating, and those power plays should be just gimme goals for, for the abs in, in these games, honestly. You've got the, the you know, Cal Peterson, the quote-unquote, fourth-string goalie for the Kings in net. And <clears throat> granted, he's, he's off to a good start, 2-1, and one, I believe. <clears throat> I got, you know, a, a 950 save percentage coming into the night. 
Good young goalie, but this is someone that Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rantanen, Gabe Landeskog should be exploiting. And again, you know, we talked about the power play clicking and, and what that means for the Avs. Well, something else that is, uh, at, at least in the first part of the season here, different than it was last year. Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen are among the league leaders <clears throat> in road points. When you have these guys going on the road, I mentioned it on the show the other night, Last season, I I really think what cost Nathan McKinnon the Hart Trophy was his home and road splits. He was clearly, clearly better at home where he was getting the favorable matchups than than he was on the road. The difference so far this year is is he's doing it in both. The Avs have played a lot of their schedule on the road, and him and Ranton, having been as good as they have, they're obviously getting it done on the road. And, and it's it's made a, a, a big difference, I think. I mean, now, obviously, I don't want to get carried away. The Avs are, you know, right in the middle of the pack. They're not running away with, with the division or with the league lead because of, you know, because of the play of McKinnon and Ranton on the road. But it, it is important to know that, again, in a game like this where you're playing a Kings team that, that isn't very good, last year you, you didn't know what you were going to get out of Nathan McKinnon when he was getting the top-line matchups. This year you feel a little bit more comfortable that, hey, Cal Peterson's in that you're playing an LA team that no one should be able to skate with with Nathan McKinnon and you know those guys should be able to to kind of feast tonight <clears throat> given that they are producing now on the road and it's not so one-sided let's go ahead and get out of here kind of a short segment guys second period's about to start we'll do a little bit longer one there in a second to make up for it like I said got uh, got after this one a little bit a little bit late this is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Strava Craft Coffee. We will be right back. The biggest benefits of CBD are our cognitive, our neuroprotection, neuroregeneration, anti-inflammatory, and then a lot of the most common situations that, that people are taking it are for pain. That is Arthur Jaffe, a former CU Buffs football player and founder of Elixinol, a Colorado-based company focused on providing the highest quality of CBD oil and hemp extracts in the world. Like Arthur mentioned earlier, CBD has significant medical benefits and isn't limited to just athletes. Everyone can take it, from adults and children to even your dog. I wished I would have learned about it or that it would have been more prominent at a younger age to potentially have have given my father a, a significant opportunity to fight prostate cancer, which ultimately took his life when I was 13. You know, I really think that it would have helped him. Arthur and the folks over at Elixinol's mission is to educate, inspire, and empower others to live naturally healthy, happy lives. To learn more and join the CBD conversation, check out Elixinol.com. All right, guys, before we get into the second period of the Avs and Kings, I got to tell you guys about In We Go. It is Denver's best subscription that allows you to go to as many events as you can for only $39 per month with no additional costs or fees. You heard that right. No additional fees, literally hundreds of events for $39 per month. For instance, in the next few weeks, you could be hitting up Gucci Mane, Pioneers in Providence, Boogie T, Avs versus Blues, Buffs versus Rams, and so many more. If it's going on in Denver, there is a good chance that In We Go can get you in. Here is where it gets good, guys. We have partnered with In We Go to give BSN listeners a great deal. 
Go to inwego.com slash BSN or download the app for free and use the promo code BSN50 when you subscribe to get half off your first month. That is right. All of those same events in Denver for under $20 during your first month. Try it and fall in love with it like we all did at BSN Denver. Go to inwego.com slash BSN or download the app for free and use promo code BSN50. All right. Segment number two here on the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Strava Craft Coffee. Jesse Montano here writing solo. AJ Hayfley is in LA. AD did such great work with the Theo Fleury podcast. We've got another one coming up that I decided I said, hey, you know what? Take the night off. So it's just me. Just me. Second period just ended the last time we spoke. The Avs were up 2-1 to one, heading into the middle frame. They go into the second intermission up 4-1. to one. Exactly what you want to see out of the Avs in that second period. Let's, let's kind of go through it here. As, uh, I mean, really, they, they looked like the better team. They, they looked... They looked like the better team. They looked like LA couldn't keep up, in my opinion. <laughs> now, again, we, we talked in that last segment about Cal Peterson. Good young goalie, off to a, off to a good start in, in his NHL career, three games into his young NHL career. But holy smokes, was that Patrick Nemeth goal a bad one to give up. I was actually hoping for Cal Peterson's sake that Colin Wilson did tip that puck. But my goodness, is that a soft goal for him to give up? Patrick Nemeth just kind of sent a floater from the blue line. It it had the speed of, I want someone to tip this, but it was about shoulder height. So if someone would have gotten a stick on it, I don't know if it would have if it would have stood. So just kind of an odd shot, and it just... I don't know if if Cal Peterson was maybe playing for a tip and didn't get it. I don't know if he was assuming it was going to be blocked and it just kind of caught him off guard. Either way, a really ugly goal, but hey, the abs will take it. That's Patrick Nemeth's first goal of the season. Alexander Kerfoot with his 12th assist. Tyson Jost with his third, both getting points on that one. Uh... I want to talk, so I'll I'll circle back here. After that, about six minutes later-ish, Colin Wilson off one of the best feeds I've seen in close uh, on a power play from from Miko Ranson. It gets the puck down low, has three guys standing in front of the net, all kind of right around Colin Wilson, Drew Doughty being one of them, and uh, just a beautiful touch pass. Gets a little bit of air underneath, lands perfectly flat for Colin Wilson, and, and he looked uh, he looked as impressed with that pass as everyone else. And, and so that made it four to one. Yet another power play goal. Colorado is three for three. I want to talk about the special teams thus far tonight. Three for three on the power play, and twice the first line hasn't even gotten off the ice. Uh, one, you know, on the, on the first power play goal. goal PP2 had to come out and, and get the job done. The next two, PP1 went out, took care of business, and, and that was that. On the flip side, 
they had to kill a handful of penalties in that in that period. Now we talked in the first segment about the fact that you know LA is kind of older, they're they're kind of slower. Where that speed isn't as much of a factor is, is going to be on the power play. You have a lot of good players. You've got Jeff Carter, you've got Andre Kopitar, you've got Drew Doughty, you've got Ilya Kovalchuk. You got a lot of guys who, if you can, you know, if if they can stand stationary and, and just put pucks on net, then they're still going to be dangerous. And those are still good players. That, that can score a lot. So, first, you've got to be careful here in the third period. This is the exact same lead that you, that you blew against the Calgary Flames. Yes, the LA Kings aren't, aren't playing very well right now, but it's the NHL. Every team is good. Every team is hard to beat. Every team has good players, so you can't, you can't keep taking penalties like that in the third period. But... The good news is the penalties the Avs have taken really solid penalty kills. I really haven't seen any where I've felt nervous. I've felt like they were running around. I felt like they weren't in control. Every single penalty kill tonight, at least that I can think of, maybe maybe there's something where I was filling up a glass of water and, and, and I missed it. But everything that I've seen tonight, I thought they've, they've looked really strong. Uh, they, they've been where they've needed to. They, they've handled this LA Kings team the way that they should be handling this LA Kings team. It's a, it, it, it should be treated as, as a lesser team, uh, a team that, that they really can dominate because that's that's the situation. But I've, I've really liked the PK. Vladislav Kamenev in particular, I think has been really good. When he's been out there, not an overwhelming amount of ice time uh, you know, thus far tonight, but I thought he's been really good. He's been on the power play. He's been out at... Uh, you know, five on five, he's been on the penalty kill. 8.32 for Kamenev tonight. So you you hope you get him at least another minute and a half here in the third. And if, if the score holds similar, I imagine you will, that'll be getting him over to that 10-minute mark that Jared Bednar said he wants to see Kamenev living in right now. And with play like this, he's totally earning it. 56 uh, percent, yeah, 56% in the faceoff circle. Right now, for my money, Vladislav Kamenev is the Avs' best faceoff man. Uh, you know, Kerfoot has, has done well these last couple games. Landeskog has, has become pretty reliable in his own right. But for my money, Vladislav Kamenev is, especially if it's a big D zone draw, that's who I'm rolling out there. He's he made a couple plays on on different penalty kills, picking pucks off, getting pucks up, getting pucks out. I, he wins faceoff battles. That's what I like. You don't see Kamenev winning a lot of faceoffs clean outright. He gets sticks tied up. He wins pucks back. He gets possession multiple times. You know, we we talk about it all the time on this show. Faceoffs don't typically faceoff percentage does not reflect who's a good team, who's a bad team. Oh, they're probably near the top of the standings because they're a good face-off team. Oh, they're probably near the bottom of the standings because they're a bad face-off team. That's not necessarily the case. But situationally, face-offs are extremely important a lot of the times on the penalty kill. That first 30 seconds really kind of paces that entire power play. If the abs win it, get it up, get it out, force whoever they're playing to reset and gain the zone... I mean, first of all, right there, you've probably killed about 25 seconds before they're even threatening again. Second of all, that, that disrupts the flow. If you let them win it clean, they've got a full two minutes to work with. And, and that's where we've seen the Avs face-off troubles really get them in, tr- in trouble the last couple of years. 
And and Vladislav Kamenev has been a breath of fresh air for the most part. He's he's over 50. He's he's 56% in the circle tonight. So not perfect, obviously. But when you're, when you're winning more than half, you're you're going to be in good shape. So Vladislav Kamenev, as far as I'm concerned, keep feeding him the the ice time. He he's taking it. He's running with it. And uh, I, I think he's been great. Colin Wilson, I, I, I really liked again in that period. Uh, you know, picked up a, a, a goal. And uh, th- again, this is his first game back. He missed the game against Anaheim with, uh, with an injury. So he was just out one game. Not a huge deal. But again, I, and maybe I'm overselling it. Um, and keep in mind, this is all relative. This is all uh, c- comparative comparatively to last year, what, what were guys doing? What were we expecting out of guys coming in? I was a bit skeptical uh, coming out of training camp. When, when they did send Martin Kaut down to the Eagles, I was a bit skeptical of, of plugging in uh, Colin Wilson there just because of the season we saw out of him last year. Uh, it just didn't go his way. Such a great guy. He had huge injury problems last year, so that's definitely part of it. But, so, you know, I was just a bit skeptical. I think he's been great. That was his sixth goal of the season. If you can get 10 goals out of Colin Wilson this year, that's great. He's probably not coming back next year, or if he is, it's going to be at, at, a, at a pretty significant discount. Um, but, I mean, hey, you know, you've got six goals out of this guy 20 games in. Uh, right now, you're feeling pretty good about Colin Wilson. If, if this pace keeps up, which I'm not expecting it to, you know, you, you could you could talk yourself into this guy being a 20 goal guy for the abs. Uh, now again, that that's a, a bit rich for me right now, but I've, I've really liked Colin Wilson. I, I think he's found a nice chemistry there with Alexander Kerfoot. And if Tyson Jones can get going again, maybe that's your situation. And maybe you have to look at mate possibly bringing him back next year. That's a ways out. You've got much, much bigger fish to fry when it comes to getting new contracts. But Colin Wilson, uh, you know, good on him for picking up another one. He's making the most out of his time with that with that top power play unit. And uh, like I said, picked up his sixth goal. Miko Rantanen gets another assist. So does Nathan McKinnon. What set up that power play? Uh, Nathan McKinnon breakaway, which to me, he was pulled down. To me, he had the, the, the stride advantage. That should have been a penalty shot. Uh, I, I, I think refs are a bit, a bit conservative when it comes to stuff like that. The game happens so fast. I think maybe the fear is I don't want to award a penalty shot if I'm not 100% sure that it was earned, which I totally get. I understand that. But to me, that that looked like pretty clear. Nathan McKinnon was away. I think he should have been awarded a penalty shot. It all worked out because they have scored on the ensuing power play. But uh, to me, Nathan McKinnon's speed earned him a penalty shot there. And I think he agreed with me just kind of based on his reaction afterwards. All in all, great period from the Avs. Uh, exactly what you want. It's you're on the road. California road trip used to kind of be a gauntlet. It's it's not so much anymore. So if if the Avs can hold on, which which again isn't a given. The Avs were up four to one against the, Cal- the the Calgary Flames just a few weeks ago, and and they blew it. And not only did they blow it and lose. They did it in regulation, so they didn't pick up any points. So again, by no means am I about to say this one's over. But you know, this this used to be somewhat of a gauntlet trip. 
now th this really should be. The Avs should hold on tonight, and you can leave California with, with four out of a possible four points. You get the day off tomorrow, and, and you go into Arizona. I don't know. I picked Arizona to finish third in the Pacific at the beginning of the year. Um, but that's not a particularly tough building. The Avs need to close out tonight, and then I guess you can worry about that, and then... You know, it's a back-to-back, to back, to back, blah, 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 blah. We'll get into that in the third segment. Let's take uh, one more quick break. Check out the third period. and we come back, we'll wrap this all up and get you sent off into Turkey Day. This is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Strava Craft Coffee. We will be right back. Hey, BSN fans. Your favorite Colorado sports network has partnered with your favorite Colorado beer, and we're giving them away for free. But in true BSN fashion, we're not letting you go to some major chain for it. We want you to go to your local neighborhood bar and support a real Colorado business. That's why we've created the bar page where any BSN subscriber can go in and get a free beer whenever they want. Just go to bsnbars.com and you can get one free Coors Banquet at any bar on that list. All you have to do is show the bartender the VIP image on that page in your browser and you can retrieve a free Coors Banquet beer at any of those bars. There are over 20 bars there. You're sure to find one close to you. It's bsnbars.com. Find a bar and get a free Coors Banquet on the house. Thanks for listening to the BSN Denver Podcast Network. Before we finish off with our final segment, I want to tell you guys about a really awesome deal for BSN listeners. Look, you guys already know that Total Beverage has the most liquor in Colorado at the best prices in Colorado. I'm going to be going up there tomorrow on before I uh, head to Thanksgiving dinner at my parents' house. But now, you guys, they are delivering in the North Metro area, anywhere in the North Metro area, from Wheat Ridge to Erie, and for a limited time, Total Beverage is offering $10 off of a $50 purchase on their website and on the app. Use the code BSN10 to save $10 off your $50 purchase for all of your holiday parties and have it delivered right to your door. Download the Total Beverage app and use the promo code BSN10 for $10 off of your order. That's promo code BSN10 on the Total Beverage app for $10 off of your liquor delivery today. Jesse Montagna here for the third and final segment of the Abs-Kings game. 7-3 with 4 minutes and 39 seconds left. And the Kings are celebrating like they just won a Stanley Cup. It was 7-1. They, they made it 7-3. And uh, um, young man who scored the goals, like I said, it looks like he just won the Stanley Cup. So uh, that's... A little interesting. Uh, literally went jumping into the arms of one of his teammates. Four minutes left, 7-3. Uh, company, before this game is done, because it is 7-3, and, and the Avs have, have played this absolutely perfect. Uh, the last segment, I, I, I left off, and I said, hey, look, you know, the Avs need to come out and button it down. You can't, uh, you, you can't give up another lead like you did against Calgary. And, and I had said in the last segment that, Hey, this one's far from over, blah, 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 blah. No one, you know, don't be too comfortable. Well, the abs came out, and I believe it was about a minute and a half in without double-checking myself. Here's about a minute and a half to two minutes into the period, and Tyson Berry continues his great play as, as of late. Really got off to a slow start, did Tyson Berry, but he has bounced back really well here uh, just over the last couple weeks. His, his, uh, 
his last streak of games has, has been really impressive. He gets in by activating, and we're going to circle back to the second line here, but once again, that's the line that, that it made things happen for that goal. You know, they, they set it up between Kerfoot and between Jost, really good creativity, really high hockey IQ out there. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're making a lot work. Like I said, we'll, we'll circle back to, uh, to, that, to that second line. After that, Nikita Zadorov. Uh, so it was, about a, it was a minute 10 into the third, and then at 2.47, so one minute 37 seconds later, Nikita Zadorov, who desperately needed that goal. Uh, you know, it's, it's no secret he's been in the doghouse a little bit. He's uh, taken some bad penalties and, and, and things like that. Um, he had taken two penalties earlier in this game, and, and neither, you know, they were both stick infractions. You know, stuff where he's reaching, not moving his feet, not what you want to see. So it was great to see him get out there, score a really nice goal, made a nice move at the blue line, uh, walked in and, and blew one right by, uh, I believe that was still uh, Cal Peterson at that point. Uh, that one, I believe, I'm thinking here. Yeah, that was the goal. They they went ahead and uh, they they pulled Cal Peterson after that, Yeah, you know, two and a half minutes into the third, and he gave up two more goals for six in the night. I get it. Uh, really nice goal for Zadorov. Much needed for him as well. He's a guy who lives and dies by his confidence. Call that a good thing. Call it a bad thing. Call it whatever you want. That is just the case. Uh, when his confidence is low, he's not playing well. When his confidence is high, he's extremely dangerous. He's an extremely valuable player for the Avs. Like we have said before, there are very, very few guys who can skate, shoot, move the puck well, hit all with that kind of size. Nikita Zadorov, he's, he's cut from a cloth that, that isn't cut from a whole lot anymore, so it's, uh, it's always a good thing for the Avs when he is you know, scoring, when he's activated, when he's using his feet uh, to make plays and, and, and getting engaged. Really, really valuable guy, which is exactly why you know, we talked about some of the trade rumors swir- swirling around his name, kind of. Nothing that we've heard, but, you know, there, there have been other outlets reporting it, and, you know, there are other people out there than us that, that know things. I'm, I'm not for it at all just because, I mean, this kid's 20, what, 22, 23? Still figuring it out. I mean, he, he definitely doesn't get anywhere near as many kind of passes as, as he did, say, two years ago or, or even last year, but he's a kid that when his game is on, there's not a lot of defensemen like him. When when he's on, and if he can, you know, if he can really continue to take step forwards, and the consistency is there, man, that's a that's a great great defense. That's a great hockey player. Good to see him get in on it uh, on some of the scoring. Uh, Kamenev picks up another assist on that goal. Just continues his strong play. Matt Calvert about. Six minutes later, so I mean, we're still not to the halfway point of this third period. Matt Calvert tips in a Tyson Berry shot for his third, just as AJ has been saying. You know, Matt Calvert, the effort's been there, the try has been there, and and the points have, are slowly starting to trickle in, and that's that's what we're seeing from Calvert as he picks up his third of the year on a really nice tip. Uh, it's it's funny, it was such a nice tip. It you know went off the bar, went in, and uh, 
I think Peter Budai just wasn't expecting to get beat on, on kind of a floater like that, so he immediately turned to the ref and said that he got it with a high stick. You look on the replay, Matt Calvert tipped that puck waist high and uh, uh, deflected it upwards. So I don't know if maybe Peter Budai thought that it was coming high and, it, and he dropped it below the bar. I don't think, you know, obviously he didn't realize that he tipped it up. So, I mean, the Avs came out, and, and, I mean, it was great. It was uh, exactly what they needed in the first half of this, this period. They, they put it away. They made it 7-1. to one. As, as time runs out here, the Avs will officially win this game. 7-3, to three, dominating performance against the LA Kings. It's exactly what you want from the Avs. They, they'll, they'll technically end up outshot, but, I mean, anybody who watched the game knows it. that was the Avs game from start to finish. The top line keeps going. Again, we're here on the road. Vladislav Kamenev has a great game. Lots, lots to like. Now, I said I want to circle back to this second line here, and this is probably how I'm going to you know, take here the last uh, 10-ish minutes of the show. Have the Avs found their second line here? We've talked a lot about, man, the secondary scoring, and the Avs need to figure something out. You know, Coming out of training camp, they were saying, oh, we're really, you know, they're, they're banking too much on internal development. They, they should have gone out and got somebody. Even, you know, even recently, with all the William Nylander talk, this second line, Alexander Kerfoot and Colin Wilson specifically, in my opinion, I'm one guy, this is one person's opinion, and uh, I, was, I was typing up the, uh, the, the BS and Avalanche prospect report, which will be dropping uh, hopefully tomorrow. That'll probably be AJ's call on, on whether that goes up tomorrow or... Uh, if, if we hold it off till after the holiday. But I was typing that up and I said, hey, look, you know, Kale McCarr decided to go back to college. I thought it was the wrong call. Obviously, I'm wrong. So I'm wrong a lot is where I'm going with this. But in my opinion, that 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 duo especially, Tyson Jones just coming back from injury, so, you know, he's still, he's still getting on that line, but he's looked great since coming back from injury. That line has really started to show some consistency and some, oh man, how has it completely escaped my mind? The word that I'm looking for here, some 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 continuity, some chemistry, and and Colin Wilson and, and Alexander Kerfoot are moving the puck around. I think Kerfoot has been <laughs> extremely effective. Uh, I think Colin Wilson, in his role and compared to last year, I think he has been extremely effective and, and Tyson Joe since coming back from that injury I think has been great have the abs found that second line at least for now what do you need a second line you need scoring you know you need some point production and you need that on a regular basis you're not going to get it every night if you're getting it every night and again to reference uh AJ if you're getting it every night then it wouldn't be secondary scoring it'd be primary scoring so you know you you just need some consistency out of that you want to see those kids getting involved well tonight Vladislav Kamenev Two points. Alexander Kerfoot, two points. Three points, excuse me, for Kerfoot. Uh, Jost, two points. You're getting that secondary scoring. Colin Wilson, a goal. You're getting that secondary scoring. You're getting those, those secondary guys chipping in a lot more regularly. You know, that second line combined for six points tonight. That's, that's great. More than that, even I'm just kind of going through here quickly on the box score. I don't have the uh, you know, I don't have any game logs or anything in front of me yet. But uh, you know, that's that's exactly what you're looking for. You're not going to get that every night. 
every night you're not going to get six line or excuse me, six points out of that line. But if, if you're getting a point to three points every other night out of that line, that's exactly what you need. I, I mean, I'm right now I'm comfortable with the Avs secondary scoring that the, the second line. What I like about it is Kerfoot and Wilson uh, Bednar hasn't dropped him into a blender. We've talked about it a lot. Why does that top line work so well? Well, part of it is the chemistry. And how do you gain that chemistry? It's by sticking together. That top line has been together uh, for, for over one calendar year at now. And, and it totally is translated in their play. They were good last year. Right now, they're, they're borderline unstoppable. And, and a lot of that is, I mean, you're watching these guys making these passes no look right on the tape. I mean, these guys are just so comfortable with where each other's at. And by no means am I saying that, that the Wilson, Kerfoot, Joe line is there, but you can see they're starting to get a little bit more comfortable. Guys are opening up for, for Kerfoot when they know he's looking for a pass. Jost is putting pucks on net. Wilson's driving the net. They're, they're doing it in a way that you can see they're figuring it out. And again, you don't need them to be as good as that top line. But if you can get, uh, if you can get 15 goals out of Colin Wilson, 40 points out of Jost, between 55 and 60 out of Kerfoot, I, I mean you're in great shape. You know, William Nylander has 10 days, nine days left to decide if he wants to play in the NHL this season. A lot of people are talking about him again. That's a fit. That that's been back to back 60 point years for 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 that kid and and i mean that's good and and he's young and he's probably going to get better but you look at that toronto team they're not missing william nylander austin matthews got off to an even better start this year with william nylander not in the lineup so why are you going to go give up assets for a guy who right now again please understand i think william nylander is a great player he'd be a great addition for the abs but you know this isn't a guy that that is being direly missed in Toronto right now. And, and everyone's saying, oh, we'll go move heaven and earth to get a guy who's had back-to-back 60-point seasons. You've got Alexander Kerfoot pacing in that direction right now. You've got Tyson Jones really playing some good hockey right now. And again, Colin Wilson could easily score 15 goals this year, in my opinion. I don't think... Now, again, this has been a, a, a stretch of games here. That second line could easily go cold, and I could sound like an idiot... But right now, you've got to be feeling pretty okay about your secondary scoring. Past that, you, you've got Kamenev, who, who is really coming to life, and, and he's making a difference on both sides of the puck right now, in my opinion. And, and that's a kid that's getting better, and that's getting more ice time. And, and 14-34 tonight for Kamenev, 56% in, in the dot. That's a great night for Kamenev. Two points, a goal, and an assist. If, if he's getting, you know, between 10 and 14 minutes a night, now I know 14 minutes is going to be on the high end because it was 7 to 1, uh, 8 minutes into the third, so he's not going to get that every night. But, you know, coming into that third period when it's still a three-goal game, he was sitting just shy of 10 minutes. If you can be getting him there and he can be getting in on the play, all of this is about guys getting more comfortable. And, and it's tough. Everyone that follows the abs and the abs themselves have been telling fans, just wait, just wait, be patient. And, and I get it. You know, everyone's tired of waiting. We want to be good again. Well, they're good. 
They are good again, but you just got, we're getting past that hump. We're, we're, we're past the quarter point of the season now where you're, you're starting to see guys that are going to take those steps forward. You're starting to see who it really is. There's the hot start guys. There's the cold start guys. Uh, and, and, and everyone at this point is going to start settling into who they are. And, and for me, you're 21 games in, and I think Kerfoot's been good in, in, in the majority of them. Nobody on this team has been great every night, so I'm not going to say that. But I think Kerfoot's been good the majority of the games he's in. Wilson, I think he's been good the majority of the games he's in. Joe, since he's come back from injury, I think has been lights out. Uh, you know, Kamenev wasn't given a lot of playing time to start. It was hard for him to carve out a role. We hear guys talk about that all the time. We hear coaches talk about that all the time. Hey, you know, when you're sitting on the bench, I know it's hard to stay engaged, but that's what, you know, that's what makes good players good. I think Kamenev figured that out, and now he's making more of the ice time he's getting, which is earning him more ice time. There's improvement going on all up and down this roster right now. And, and again, the team's playing well. I know it's a streak, and this may, may be getting a little carried away, but just watching this game tonight, you're seeing some of those younger guys take steps forward, and they look a little bit more comfortable out there. They look like they're having a little bit more fun again right now. And, and it's only good things for the abs. Carl Soderberg continues to produce despite being strapped with, with two, typically, uh, you, know, you know, two guys who, who aren't going to provide much offense alongside him. He picked up two more points tonight. The secondary scoring, I think, is a lot more of a narrative right now than anything else. I, I heard someone saying, well, you know, the, the, the Avs need to have that top line going because they don't really have anybody else. Right now, I'm looking up and down this lineup, and that's just purely not true. Tyson Berry's collecting points from the blue line at, at, at an elite rate right now. Uh, you know, you had, you had a goal from Sven Andragetto against, against the Ducks. You get six points out of that second line. You get two points out of Soderbergh. You get two points out of Kamenev. Again, I get it was a bit of a blowout tonight, but you can't you can't say, oh, we need secondary scoring, and then when secondary scoring shows up, you can't use the excuse of, oh, it was a blowout, it was a bad team. You got it. You got your secondary scoring tonight. I, I, I'm seeing good things, and uh, you know you get a day off tomorrow, and then you get a back-to-back. So we'll see if this continues to hold true. Maybe this is just me being a little bit over-optimistic. Maybe this is just, uh, you know, kind of a confirmation bias where the secondary scoring is producing right now. So I'm going to say the Avs have secondary scoring. We'll see. We'll see. But it's in good shape right now. Day off tomorrow for everybody. And uh, they'll get back at it on Friday. And we'll see if the secondary scoring keeps up. And then, and then I'll have another chance back at Pepsi Center on Saturday. I'm going to go ahead and get out of here, you guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I hope my, my rambling uh, wasn't, wasn't too rambly for you tonight. 7-3 win for the Abs heading into American Thanksgiving, which will be tomorrow. Uh, we'll be taking the day off along with the Abs, along with the NHL. No games slated for uh, Thanksgiving. For nobody else but myself, I have been Jesse Montano. This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by StravaCraft Coffee. Have a very happy and safe Thanksgiving, everybody. And as always, thank you guys so much for listening.